0: Hi, this is Richard Kern, security officer with uh, Intel Corporation, and welcome back to part two of our podcast series on confidential computing. In this part, we're going to discuss some of the best-known methods and and, and usages where we can deploy confidential computing and Intel's SGX in in particular use cases where customers can really benefit from, from the technology and our partners' platforms. Well, I suppose for the listener listening in, um, it's probably got a good grasp of of the types of challenges that are out there. You know, I suppose uh, it would be great to try to give some some examples. So, I mean, Raphael, you mentioned that uh, Cosmian uses cases in the field of of cybersecurity. Can, Can you tell us more about those?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, so in, in terms of uh, cybersecurity data, uh, we, we have three uh, major types of uh, use cases. And, and in each of these use cases, um, it's uh, the, the customer software empowers the, the cybersecurity teams with uh, what we could say augmented cyber intelligence. So the ability to, to have more knowledge uh, out of cyber data than, the, than they currently have. And this augmented uh, cyber intel comes through the, uh, the, the secure sharing, pooling, and computing of, uh, of confidential cybersecurity data between different entities within uh, the company or different companies with maybe partner companies. And uh, this, this cyber data can be, uh, this cybersecurity data can be uh, indicators of compromise, for example, um, confidential markers, cyber attack data, and, uh, and mm. all these data that is worthwhile to, uh, to, to the company or uh, security operation centers or to the, computer, to the uh, company's uh, computer emergency response teams. And so the, the three, three main cases we, we see and we work on with uh, the with, uh, customers in, there, in the industry and in the bank finance sector is first is a uh, confidential sharing of cyber intel data. That means um, you have, uh, let's say you are, you, you've been attacked uh, by a uh, hacker, uh, you know this uh, hacker signature. You know you you've built uh, an indicator of compromise meaning all the the i p addresses and the URLs that are that are being used by this uh, this uh, hacker and you you're interested for uh, your your partners to be able to be uh, resistant to this hacker, but you cannot you cannot share this uh, i o c because uh, maybe you, you get it uh, through a certain way you don't want to share it in clear first because its it's confidential for your company and second if you if you provide it in clear. It may end up in the, in the hands of, of the hacker uh, itself. So here we've built the ability for these confidential uh, IOCs, these confidential markers to be, to be shared uh, between a cybersecurity agency and companies or between a company and its suppliers, for example, and being able then to do uh, detection mechanisms in the in the recipients, in the, uh, the, the data consumer side, where you're able to run uh, your detection mechanisms on, on the confidential IOC, confidential markers. So that's the first use case. The, the second use case is how we can actually collective, collectively build uh, augmented intelligence out of um, cyber security data, data. So for example, we have uh, two banks uh, which are interested to um, to share uh, cyber intel data to be able to um, to derive uh, intersection data, uh, correlation data between their, uh, the, the attacks. And so so that they can be more reactive to uh, to hacking uh, uh, in their in the systems and here we provide the ability for this confidential data of the two banks to be to be shared so that computing can happen over this virtual pool of uh, cyber security data and the cyber security data is not seen by each of the banks, but the result comes out in clear to each to each bank and the, the third right, right. The third use case uh, and uh, I'll be quick on this one, which is how you can actually create a virtual sandbox of uh, cybersecurity data, logs, system logs, network logs, and these data being confidential, and allow companies and uh, artificial intelligence companies focused on cybersecurity, machine learning teams, to be able to to, to, to build models based on confidential cybersecurity data.
0: And that, that's uh, yeah. these, these are the three menus that we have. That's very interesting because I think we have as well. I think we're looking with um, we're working some FSIs in in the US on uh, you know anti-money laundering or or fraud analytics where the banks can actually share because I'm sure these guys who who, uh, who create fraud um, uh, don't actually uh, engage in one particular type of bank. Uh, they work across the various different uh, uh, financial institutions and yes. and I think as long as the banks can work together without actually compromising any of their own particular data and and look for markers, uh, they can do that through analytics. They can actually protect it using, you know, SGX, and, and allow that to happen. But Pat, I mean, you're you're getting a global reach now. I'm sure you you've got lots of customers that you can talk about, potentially mention here that you worked with and uh, and solve some business problems similar to what Rafael uh, or, or or myself was was actually talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And I, I think if we sort of separate uh, into these, uh, these these areas that we were discussing, the regain control of. Of your, um, you know, your, uh, your, your security uh, environment, the extension of the cloud, and the confidential computing piece, uh, we've got customers in all of these areas. I think the fact that we were early in in uh, runtime encryption, and and obviously then, you know, that being the foundational uh, piece for confidential computing, has meant that we've been able to uh, work with customers uh, to to solve these leading edge problems. So, for example. Um, you know we've got a number of very large banks and uh, financial services companies with global uh, deployments um so in some cases of our uh, self-defending kms some cases uh, of our runtime encryption some cases a hybrid environments of both and maybe i could just uh, mention a couple you know a couple of uh, examples uh, so one would be um, standard chartered bank uh, one of the largest banks in the world and uh, what we've done with them is what we would call enterprise encryption as a service using our self-defending KMS is an umbrella for all of the other encryption and and other things that they have underneath, all the HSMs and data lakes and all the other pieces. We can provide an umbrella encryption service for all that stuff in a single pane of glass to manage it all, uh, everything from HSMs to to, uh, to all the other pieces. And we provide, um, uh, because uh, we use the Enclave as our uh, repository in our uh, self-defending KMS, we have full hsm capabilities so we can be a kms and an hsm as well as secrets and and, uh, and tokens so that's what we do for that's what we do for them and uh, we're we're deployed in multiple data centers and and uh, dozens of our appliances which run sgx and, and run the uh, run our software the second one might be um, another large financial services company that a lot of people might know would be vanguard and uh, what we do with vanguard is help them manage more than 2000 databases. And we do this with a, with a transparent data encryption capability of encrypting those databases and all the, all their capabilities on a global basis with uh, millions of keys uh, flying around and changing hands. And then maybe a third one that, that'd be interesting for everybody is something that's uh, been, been publicized before, our partnership with PayPal. Uh, so PayPal uh, had a desire to extend into the cloud they wanted to move workloads into a public cloud. They chose uh, Google as their infrastructure as a service partner, and they wanted to use the encryption uh, native to uh, to Google Cloud. However, they needed for for governance and for compliance reasons to always maintain control of their keys. So what we did was we built them an off cloud service with our self defending KMS that acts as a master key manager and HSM and plugs directly into the cloud KMS that that Google uh, has provided, uh, we just uh, basically connect to their APIs and create something called uh, EKM or Enterprise Key Management that then gives PayPal the ability to move you know, hundreds of millions of keys around uh, essentially simultaneously, uh, taking care of all of their transactions and uh, allowing them to have the best of both worlds, this extension into cloud and uh, use of the infrastructure as a service, all the burstability and everything else, while, all, while always maintaining control of their keys. I mean, even though it's our, it's our product and the service we develop, we have no access to it at all. So they're, they're completely running and managing all their own stuff.
0: It just, it just seems that uh, this is not hype, this is actually you know, happening today. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't actually mention blockchain. Usually blockchain comes up on these types of things as well. Um, know Christian you 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 just something around uh, confidential computing with blockchain and what are you guys doing sure so as you may know many
3: of our team members including me are involved in the emerging blockchain industry for many years since uh, 2013 and when we talk about blockchain the role of incentivization and data monetization um, comes up and why it is like this because blockchain technology allows immutable and transparent transfer of value. And that's a very important topic, especially when it when it comes to our open platform product, Madana platform. So, Madana actually stands for market for data analysis. And when we started in 2017, after the pivot, we had the vision to build a decentralized pool of information. So, at Madana, everything is about um, analyzed data. And this is what we call in data and, and, and analysis result or kind of insights. And the special thing is, with blockchain, you are scalable, you are immutable and transparent. And all of these things um, led us to launch one of the few cryptocurrencies that have ever been uh, issued under German law. That was a very special thing in 2018. And however, in the blockchain space, there is a high demand for confidential computing solutions. Many companies trying to combine off-chain and on-chain computations. But blockchain protocols are more seen as re- registering different tra- transaction data and so on. And we are right now also in deep conversations with two of the leading public blockchain protocols to implement some of our solutions and to build up kind of decentralized use cases. We call this DDAX, like Decentralized Data Analysis Exchanges. This is more about decentralized ways to monetize data. But uh, with right. our Madonna core module, kind of off-chain in the middle to have some GDPR-compliant way to do so.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Interesting. And I suppose really, when you think about it, um, no technology can stay still. You know, we're only one step ahead sometimes of some of these, you know, hackers or people involved in malware, different types of actors in, 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 the, in the market today. And I suppose that was borne out by, I think, well, the listener would like to know that last August we formulated in the industry based on the demand and based on moving from hype to reality confidential compute consortium, which is made up of some of the well known household names such as, you know, uh, Microsoft, Google and, and IBM. And also we had Swisscom in, in, in Europe. We had in China, we had Alibaba and Baidu all looking because I think that they saw that the need to not only understand the premise of, of hardware based security, but, uh, to build out new usage models associated with that and then we could saw Fortanix uh, actually joining the consortium and being an active member in that as well so it doesn't stand still i think we're going to see further developments by a collaboration of the industry to to ensure that um you know we help improve upon what we have as an industry to try to meet some of the demands of the customers moving forward so and then of course this you know as we say as as, as Raphael you're saying that um you know everything is founded on on trust but uh you're working on some other things as well around cryptography, are you, with uh, with Cosmin?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. I mean, and just, just to mention, uh, Cosmin is also a member of the, the Confidential Computing Consortium, and, and I fantastic. think, fantastic, yes, the, the consortium uh, is, has a role in, in, in one of the challenges that, 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 that is facing uh, our ecosystem, which is um, making it aware that uh, these mm. technologies and these capabilities exist. Because actually, when, uh, mm. when you approach uh, IT departments. Uh, the, the level of awareness that uh, technologies uh, techniques, cryptographic techniques, uh, uh, confidential computing exist to, to tackle uh, data security and, uh, and privacy. Uh, the, the, right. the, the level of awareness is still low, unfortunately. So I think what we do collectively and the, the consortium is really good in, in trying to push awareness uh, and making it known that, uh, that this exists. And so, so yes, yeah. to your question, uh, for Kusman, we we really um, combine Different techniques, and uh, so so we have in-house in the company like uh, top cryptographers uh, who are working on a different uh, advanced cryptography techniques, and we also collaborate with our uh, cryptography research labs in in Europe uh, to develop uh, our software products based on on the state of the art cryptography. And so, in addition to the uh, to the trusted execution environment, to the secure enclave of uh, Intel SGX. Uh, the the Cosmian software products, they also leverage three cryptographic techniques, uh, homomorphic encryption, uh, functional encryption, and multi multiparty computation. And just to give a quick word on, on each of them, so homomorphic encryption, it allows to encrypt the, de- the data, to send the data encrypted, to get uh, the computation over the encrypted data without seeing the, the data, and then returns uh, an encrypted, encrypted result. Functional encryption is different, and it's a different data topology uh, that it applies to, which is you, you can send encrypted data to, um, to a party, and uh, instead of uh, giving uh, a way to, to, to compute and, 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 uh, on it, you give a compute key, basically that, that will allow this, uh, this party to get the result of the computation directly. So you, you, the, the final result of the computation is in clear text, but the underlying data remains encrypted. And the Secure Multi-Party Computation, this third technique, um, is, is, is for situations where even encrypted, the data should not come out of where it is. And so let's say we have three banks who want to work together on a scenario of a risk analysis or, or three healthcare companies which want to, to do a correlation analysis on a, on a, on a health treatment. So the data doesn't need to live where it is. And you just put um, computation nodes between them that will not uh, get data out, but that will just exchange encrypted uh, intermediate results between, between the, the, the companies and, and re- reveal just the final results, whether it's a model, whether it's a scoring risk out uh, of that. So we combine basically the, the confidential computing, uh, Intel SGX techniques together with these three uh, encryption uh, techniques, cryptography techniques, um, because we, what we see is that for, there, there is no one size fits all approach which can cover all the use cases with different data topologies, with different workload topologies. And, and so we, we combine those for those techniques to, uh, to be able to address the, the different use cases of our customers.
0: Right, and Patty, you, you're
2: working on some, some new things as well in Fortanix, aren't you? Actually, I wanted to follow up on something that Raphael was talking about a second ago, because I, I think it, this, this whole concept of multi-party Computation, multi-party analytics—you know, federated machine learning—these are all sort of um, uh, facets of the same problem, which is different parties needing to get data into some type of a, a place where uh, analytics can be done on it. Whether they're complex analytics, things like TensorFlow or, or some other types of tools like that, or whether they're even you know more rudimentary, you know, sort of data combination, sort and sift, or whatever. Um, there are some very important problems being solved out uh, uh, or that need to be solved for customers today. And uh, uh, Raphael mentioned uh, uh, some of them, but you know things like genomics, uh, we're working with a number of uh, pharmaceutical and, and biomedical research companies that need to take data that is encrypted, bring it into an enclave, and then run it uh, with, using a lot of this kind of um, uh, analytics. And so what we're doing is uh, with those kinds of things and in financial services, fraud detection and anti-money laundering uh, where uh, where banks and and other financial services companies can provide this data fully secured into an enclave uh, where the analytics are done uh, by some type of a central uh, entity. You know, we're actually using both parts of our product line for this. For example, we're we're putting enclaves out at the edge so that uh, local analytics can be done. And then the resulting data sent in We're encrypting the the data at rest. We're encrypting the data in motion uh, through those tunnels. We're managing the keys for all that with our uh, self-defending KMS. Those tunnels are then uh, uh, terminating inside the enclave where the analytics application is running. And so we're, we're, we're able to help these, these kinds of companies, these kinds of organizations and, and whatnot with their challenges. Uh, and the challenges are, are getting that data in there without compromising the data or the, the owners of the data, and then making sure that uh, the analytics can be done on it and that no bad guys can steal the data anywhere along the path, nor can they see what's going on inside the, inside the enclave where the analytics are being run. And we think this is a very, very important use case out in the marketplace today for healthcare, financial services, security, and and some of these other areas. So we're completely in line with uh, with that thinking.
0: Yeah, I suppose I, I suppose really when we get to it now, I think um, you know Raphael said something very important there about awareness. You know, you're all part of the the consortium and also uh, the Competition compute consortium, but also the Intel Builders Program. But if, if our listeners out there are listening to this podcast, I mean, um, how how are they going to get more information on this? How how can they reach out to you, or or what would be if they were saying this is this is really interesting? I uh, I thought it was hype, or I'm I'm hearing about this buzzword, but um, I'm seeing now it's actually real. It's something that's happening in the industry today, and I'm not part of it. How do I uh, get engaged with you guys?
1: So so I, I start, with it. So basically the, the best way is to to contact us. I mean, either through a website or, or contact yep. a contact. Um, me on, uh, over LinkedIn, uh, Raphael Hoffman, or uh, on um, uh, through uh, Twitter, uh, Raphael Hoffman also. Um, so, yes, you can reach us through a website. There's a contact form, and we'll be able to, to engage uh, on, on your specific use case, whether it's We're mostly focused on the, 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 uh, the, the industry, energy, uh, transport, uh, industrial use cases. We are also financial services, and also healthcare. So if you are in, in those industries, we will we'll, we'll welcome the discussion. Okay.
0: Christian?
3: Uh, it's very interesting to see
1: that all of
3: us um, are in the healthcare and BFSI uh, industry. It's the same for us. Yeah. We will also like platform models uh, for um, insurance companies as add ons for the digital health record or for banks, kind of platform models with Moderna Core in the middle. So it's very interesting. That we use confidential computing in a similar way, also in edge and cloud computing systems. Good. I would definitely join as Raffle uh, to say contact us via LinkedIn, Twitter, or of course through the website. Uh, there's also an yeah. info email, just text us. And um, yeah, I'm happy to hear from
0: many of you. Very good. And for Tanix?
2: Yeah, we're, um, uh, people can reach us uh, via our website, obviously, fortanix.com. Everybody uh, who's listening to this, uh, you're welcome to reach out to me directly. Uh, That would be patrick.conti, C-O-N-T-E, at fortanix.com. And I'll be happy to direct your inquiry wherever it goes. So I'm
0: I'm going to uh, leave you now, and I leave you three experts uh, continue to talk about uh, how to solve uh, all the world's problems on privacy. But if you had, if you had just one line to say to the listener today, you know what, what would it be? Just ask all, all three of you before I leave the room.
1: Yeah, That's maybe okay. I'll I start. So this is Raphael yeah, from Cosmium. And basically, not only you can, with uh, these new techniques, uh, confidential computing and uh, cryptography techniques, you can actually add better security levels to what you already do. That's true. But you can also open totally new use cases. And that, that opens up there uh, are many uh, use cases where you can leverage the, the power and the value of that
0: data. Got it. Open new cases, new new use cases, and uh, improve your security. Yes. Christian? Uh, yeah, Christian.
3: So I would say educate yourself about um, privacy-preserving computation, confidential computing, about new techniques. Take also some risks, but educate yourself. Uh, what I felt in the last two years was that many decision makers kind of feared about new technologies and about new upcoming laws. But don't fear, um, just educate yourself and um, be open for new technologies because the market has to emerge itself and go further. And that's what we do.
0: Thank you. Got it, educate, take more risk, help your business.
2: Pat? I would say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to invoke confidential computing, enclaves, technologies that are built on top of this. Uh, it's been proven in the marketplace today. I think all three of us that are on this call uh, have solutions to, that we can bring to bear. Uh, I know that uh, we've got uh, dozens of enterprise customers, uh, some of the ones that, that I mentioned earlier, but also you know many others, Google Nest and and uh, you know a, a different Adidas and, and and other companies in different areas. Uh, and um, you know uh, we've seen a lot of different scenarios, uh, and so the solutions can be applied to your your. Uh, you know, your confidential computing and your cybersecurity uh, challenges. And uh, so, so you know, don't be afraid.
0: Good. And if you want to hear more about Intel SGX, you can just get to intel.com slash SGX for all of the information, usages, and more about uh, Madonna, Cosmian and and, and Fortanix. Um, but also, if you want to get in touch with me, it's Kern underscore Richard. It is at my Twitter. So, um, but uh, you know, just, just reach out to us in Intel as well. Listen, guys, I got to go. I'll, I'll leave you to it. Uh, you can continue to chat about uh, whatever whatever you were before we be, were doing before I came into the room. But I really want to say goodbye and uh, thanks very much. And we'll we should talk again soon, maybe about some more new implementations and and how the industry is probably maturing as this is being embraced by by really all of the leaders in in, in the industry. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Yeah, thanks Thank for uh, Bye. Thanks.